With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. A lighter episode. We are without Phil. Pork worked late. He came and did the first episode. Um, he's going to go shower up and get some nai-nai. So I get it. You know, his job's tough. Hauling around all that water all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Easy. So I am joined today by my other faithful co-hosts. We got Nate Christian and Chev. Nooney, Chev. Nate, how are we doing today, guys? Good? Doing pretty good, yeah. I mean, I like Chef's hat. Oh yeah, we got some. I got some more news. I mean, you know, I feel bad for Pork. It sounds like he didn't beat it before he beat him, uh, so that really sucks. I, I really hate to hear it, but you know, the show goes on. The most offensive thing is him saying he's a wordsmith. <laughs> in my opinion, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? We're dealing with it. And one thing that we all have to deal with is injuries in Dynasty Fantasy Football. So you got to make your choice. What are you going to do? Are you going to play it like it's a redraft league and just sell, sell, sell to try to get some points in there now and then tear it down in the offseason? Easier said than done, though. I'm sure we've all tried it. and We've all come up short. So what are we going to do? I mean, there's a lot of different situations. Let's get into it. Let's start off by talking about short-term injuries. And one example of that, Cordell Patterson. On the IR for four weeks. What are you going to do with that? You're going to trade for somebody. You're going to hit the waiver wire up. Or do you have sufficient depth? Did you plan ahead? Chev said he likes to have plenty of running backs, be stocked up at that position. Smart man. Because if you're not, you get screwed over. Nate and I, we like to build our teams around wide receivers, which is great. But <laughs> when you have a running back that's hurt, that is the best idea. So what are you guys doing here, Chev? Let's kick it to you first. What are you doing? Trade, waiver wire, do you have enough depth? What's up? Yeah, with these short-term injuries, I'm probably not looking to trade away super quickly unless a running back hurts his foot. Maybe he does something where he's out four weeks to his foot. I mean, that's usually not great. Uh, but in Dynasty, I'm, I'm really not doing too much on short-term injuries. Like with Cordero Patterson, like he's the guy there at running back. He's going to be back, and he's still going to be the guy. It's not like somebody else is going to take his spot most likely – unless somebody shows out like Tyler Algier can come in and seem like he had a pretty decent game after Patterson was hurt. But, yeah, I'm not doing too much with short term. I'm probably just looking to put them on IR if they're able to go on IR and then move on to the waiver wires where you're going to have to find somebody kind of greasy at running back. A lot of times at wide receiver, you can find somebody to work with, somebody that you believe in. Running back's a little bit harder. You have to find somebody that – possibly has PPR upside uh, if you're in a PPR league or try to find a guy that maybe if somebody gets hurt, that person goes into the game of Khalil Herbert would have been a good one. Obviously he's not going to get on the waiver wire, but he's a guy you could have traded for where 
Montgomery goes down, you can slide him in as an RB2, RB, or a flex in your offense. Uh, so you just have to really work the waiver wire all season, man, especially in the NFL. We always talk about in the offseason, like, oh, this is so great, and this is going to be awesome. And then once the season starts, each week just seems like death toll is just going up and up and up every single week. Uh, but you got to hit that waiver wire when stuff like this happens just so you can rebuild your depth hopefully a little bit. And, I mean, if one of these guys pops off, then, I mean, he could move them at some point as well. So, I mean, the goal is to find somebody that can fill in. But, you know, it could help your assets moving forward uh, later on. I want to say this is the time where me preaching to get fab in every trade really comes <laughs> into play because you can just – recklessly throw fab at, at these players you need somebody to fill in like for example i have a league where i have two quarterbacks max mac jones and zach wilson they have yet to play with each other this season it's really frustrating so this was you know before zach wilson came back mac jones got hurt threw 15 dollars on brian hoyer and then i also picked up bailey zappy for free so i'm trying to make these moves so i can be competitive but if you have fab and another thing to do is, okay, say running back, Chevy made a really good point. Running back gets kind of gross on the waiver wire this time of year. We know that. Even if you don't plan on playing Mike Boone, if he's on your roster, he can't be used against you. Mm-hmm. Play keep away. If you have the fab to do it and you have the roster space to do it, do it. Why not? I'm fine with doing stuff like that. I'm also fine with not starting a player in a position so they can't get you negative points and you can't lose a game. I'm fine with all of those things. Whatever gives you the competitive advantage. Like remember a couple of years ago when Taysom Hill was allowed to be in the tight end spot on ESPN, I picked him up and put him in as a tight end. So yeah, why not? Why not? Nate, what about yourself? Yeah. With short-term injuries, I'm usually just holding on, you know, I'm just hoping that my wide receivers can carry my team enough to just get over it. And, you know, when I start Rex, Rex Burkhead as my RB2, I just hope that it works out. Um, that's that's quite honestly, I mean, I don't think, you know, with long-term injuries, I have a bit of a different uh, viewpoint, mm-hmm. but with short-term injuries, you know, yeah, like, you know, two to four weeks, you know, if you're going to be a contending team, you kind of got to hope that your team can sustain that depth because, most of the time you're not going to get enough value back right after the injury to, you know, be worth moving a player like that. You know, uh, you know, Cordell Patterson, you know, people doubt him already. Now with the injury, they're out for four weeks. You're not going to get, you know, really anything back for him. And what he's going to do when he comes back is, is far too valuable for you to, you know, sell on him cheap now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If so it's close to the end of the regular season and it's going to affect your playoffs, then, you know, then you can move off a player short term. But I think midseason, your team has to be strong enough to get through that. And that's why you're a championship team. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Yeah, basically, you just got to kind of hold it down a little bit with these short term injuries. Trying not to, I feel like a lot of people, they just panic sell real fast when someone gets hurt. And you just can't do that. You're really doing, you're only doing yourself a disservice. Um, so let's move on. Do we look to buy, sell, hold these players? If so, when do we look to do that? And I think we're talking about when a player gets hurt. What are we looking to do? Not just on your team, but if they're on a different team, what are we looking to do? Nate, let's start it off with you. We'll just kind of go back around here. Yeah, you know, if when a player gets injured, if you're a team that at the moment has a lot of depth, 
um, and you can get a player, you know, say you can get a Cordell Patterson for, you know, you know, maybe a 20, 23 second. If you're, you know, if you feel like that's going to be the missing piece once he comes back or Deandre Hopkins, even, you know, mm-hmm. uh, moving for a guy like that, who is going to be guaranteed to have value as soon as he comes back, he just has to come back. Um, I think when you're a competing team and you have extra mid round picks or some extra depth, you can move around, you know, if it makes your starting lineup better when that player gets back and you can sustain, you know, whatever you have to give up until that player comes back, then I think it's great. You know, if you have the depth, make that move to kind of upgrade a starting lineup position, even though you're not upgrading it until two, three weeks from now. Um, with long-term injuries, you know, if you're a contending team, if you need fantasy points, I think, you know, you, you, you do look to sell. But like I said, if you don't sell right away, you're not going to get a lot of good value with the long-term injuries. Mm-hmm. If you're buying, you know, a month or two after is the time that you want to start buying after the news is no longer fresh and, you know, people kind of have forgotten about how good the player is. That's the good time to buy. If you're in a rebuild, if you're looking towards next year, two years from now, as you know, kind of your time to shine, go ahead and take the injury discount. You know, it's, it's probably the best price you're going to get for some of these players. Mm-hmm. This is also a time to think about league settings too. And even if not for the league that you're in now, future leagues, make sure that if you're setting a league up or you have a say in the matter, there's votes on positions and, and roster sizes, Try to get it to be as expansive as possible. When you have bigger and deeper rosters, bigger IRs, bigger taxi uh, squads, you can avoid things like this. You're not scrambling. You're not panic buying or selling. So it's important to think about things like that too. Um, For me, I'm looking to buy if I'm out of contention, to be Mm -hmm. honest with you. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to buy an injured player if I'm still in it. My team's 3-1, and 4-0. I'm just going to hold on with my depth. I'm looking to sell if it's later in the season and I need that push and it's not that player's not going to help me. But for the most part, overall, I'm holding, doing the same thing Nate says, hoping that uh, Joshua Palmer comes through for me with one last big game before Keenan Allen comes back. Or, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe Denzel Mims suits up and gets a catch. <laughs> there you go. But that yeah. seems less likely. Chev, what about you? What are you doing in this situation? Yeah, I really liked a lot of what you guys said. I mean, I'm also a person that likes to trade for guys like three weeks out, like Nate was talking about. Try to try to go get those guys right before they come back or when they're forgotten about. Jamison Williams for me is a guy that I'm probably looking to acquire now. I mean, there's a possibility he's coming back in the coming weeks. I haven't seen any news recently on him, but I'd imagine at some point this season, week seven, we'll probably see him. And, I mean, we've seen that offense with the Lions has been somebody that – They're going to score a lot of points, and they're also going to give up a lot of points, which means they're probably going to be throwing the football a lot as well. And Jamison Williams with Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, that offense should be pretty decent, especially in in trash time. So, I mean, I'm I'm trying to look at Jamison Williams. I'm not sure how available he is for some teams, but some people maybe forgot how good he was at Alabama. Uh, So that's what I would do. I'd be looking out for those guys. And, Mike, you said it perfect when you said expanding your leagues – roster i mean in our dynasty rewind league that we have with a bunch of guys we just expanded this last year glad we did and man that was such a huge thing i mean we have we had a bunch of good players on waivers but i think it's just made it more fun more strategic um and i I just think it's made the league better overall in my honest opinion makes fab dollars worth a lot more i feel like too so i mean i don't know if that was your plan there but that was a good (laughs) job mike it wasn't my idea to expand the rosters. That was Scott Sidlow's mm-hmm. idea. Um, Scott Sidlow's part of the Dynasty Junkies podcast. Go check them out. 
check him out. Great yeah. guy too. Um, he's a guy I take a lot of commissioning advice off of. He just, I'll say this: he doesn't take any BS. People are giving him a hard time. You're out. Bye. Yeah, it's great. Here's the deadline. This is it. And he's great with stuff like that. But I still have three empty roster spots here. You know, <laughs> I got some decent depth. Probably some guys I could drop. Yeah. If anyone's interested in trading for me, Cole Hardman. Even know why I have him because I'm not a mean Cole Hardman fan, <laughs> but uh, I got some good depth here. Um, one other thing, too, when I'm setting up leagues, Nate and I talk about this a lot only like guaranteed, like it has to be running back, has to be a wide receiver. I love a lot of flexes, it just really gives you so much more flexibility with your rosters. Like one starting running back, one starting wide receiver, one starting tight end, and then like four or five flex spots mm. and a kicker just to piss everybody off. <laughs> oh man. Cause why that's, not? Right. That's dirty, man. Yeah. It's dirty. You're a kicker in there. And like then to piss Bob off one IDP spot, but it scores really low. You know what oh, I mean? Gosh. Like tax is only worth a quarter of a point just so you that's can watch just, him flip. That's just but I know he's, he's going to look at this video and see two guys wearing flannel shirts. He's going to be pretty happy about it. Would you guys like to do a scrub bet? I would love to do a scrub bet. Before sure. we do that, should we tell everyone that our scrub bet is brought to you by our new sponsor, Dr. Squatch. Hey, let's clean things up a bit and learn about our fresh new sponsor, Dr. Squatch. Who is or what is Dr. Squatch? Glad you asked. Dr. Squatch is on a mission to raise the bar for natural products and change the way men approach their personal care and hygiene routine. They develop natural, high-performance personal care products like bar soap, deodorant, shampoo, conditioner, and even beard oils. Now, don't worry. They only feature manly scents with only the finest ingredients Mother Nature has to offer, all while avoiding the harmful ingredients often used by traditional brands. This is all with men's needs specifically in mind. So no more chafing, thanks to Dr. Squatch. Let's face it, guys. We have different needs for our skin, pits, and hair. Plus, we naturally deal with higher levels of sweat, dirt, and stank on the regular. That's why Dr. Squatch is dedicated to male-specific formulations that directly address the personal care demands of men like you and myself everywhere. They offer a wide variety of bundles that will cater to your specific needs, as well as a subscription service so you'll never have to remember to order more before you run out. On top of that, you'll save money when you subscribe. Fantastic. With Dr. Squatch, Sudsisfaction is guaranteed. God, I if this isn't the best natural product you've ever used, it's on us. And by us, we mean Dr. Squatch. Don't drop the soap. Take care of yourself for once and smell great doing it. Try Dr. Squatch today using the link in the description. Fantastic little opus wonder, number one. Mm. That there. So let's talk about a scrub bet. We're bringing it back. And who Ooh. better to do a scrub bet with than Dr. Squatch? And by the way, they have like the coolest logo. I love the little Sasquatch guy. It's just kind of neat looking. So neat. You got one for us? I do have one for you. Let's go. All right. So it's funny. You actually mentioned him uh, right before this. Ooh. And it is uh, the Monday Night Football game. We got the Chiefs playing the Raiders. And one of the scrubbiest scrubs of all the scrubs, <laughs> Mecole Hardman. Ooh. What is Mecole Hardman going to do on Monday night uh, versus the Raiders? I will tell you Pissing. that through four games – he has eight receptions for one touchdown and about, let's see, 51, 67, 81 yards. Um, he's, he's projected currently for five fantasy points, I will say, so far this year. 
He has gone above that twice and below that twice. Uh, do you think Nicole Hartman catches a big pass is basically the question. So five fantasy points for Nicole Hartman over under. Mike, what say you? You know what? Let's go over. He's due. He's due. Because why not? Isaiah Pacheco can't catch them all. <laughs> what do you, you think, go. Chef? Yeah, I'm going under. I, I, I honestly just don't think they're going to have a big play for him involved in that package this week. So I'm going under for me, Cole, man. Yeah, no, I want to go under. You know, I'm not a huge Mecole Hardman fan, but it's Monday Night Football. Andy Reid's going to have something for Mecole Hardman to get some kind of big play. If he catches it, if he actually makes it happen is the question. But I'm going to take the over here. Uh, I think I think he gets like a catch for 41 yards and that'd be 5.1 fantasy points. Possible. Great. I hope it's five catches for one yard. There you go. That would do it. Now, if that happens, man, I, I'll take four shots. Five <laughs> five receptions, one yard. That's impressive. That would All be right. so gross. I'm just glad these are back, man. I mean, I've missed these so much. I can't remember the guys that we talked about. I'm sure we had a bunch Ready of Swain. Hasty McTasty. We had... Mm-hmm. Speaking uh, of which, Hasty plays for the Jaguars now, and he was getting some run on Sunday in a very sloppy game. Um, he actually looked pretty decent, as good as a running back could in those conditions. I mean, it was raining pretty hard. The field was kind of messy. Um, Hasty looking good. There we go. The unsung hero of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Agnew. So, all right, let's move on. So, how, or how does where you're at as a team impact the moves you make when dealing with an injury? I mean, this question says it all, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, I think we already kind of touched on this. You know, we talked about, you know, with the long-term injuries, you know, if you're a contending team, you know, sell, stay away from. If you're a rebuilding team, if you're looking towards next year, those long-term injuries are the perfect time to get that discount, you know, for future production. Because at that point, you don't care about 2022 fantasy points. You're looking at 2023 fantasy points. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as I love a player like Javante Williams, I think he's talented. You know, the injury definitely throws a wrench into his growth, his development as a running back, and how quickly he comes back. And also, on the team that I have, Javante Williams, I needed fantasy points this year. And, you know, you start to realize by this point in the season, week five, if you're a contender or not, you're looking, you know, you're looking at your record, but you're looking at points scored. You're looking at potential points. And if you're not sitting there like in the top eight, you know, you're starting to look towards next year unless, you know, you have something really clicking your way with some of these players. You know, maybe you have Dak coming back and, uh, and DeAndre Hopkins on the bench. But, you know, as soon as you're looking towards next year, these injury discounts are the way to go. Chev, how about yourself? Yeah, I agree. I mean, we talked about it on last episode, Javante Williams. I brought up if you need points, might be a time to sell them. If you don't need points, probably just hang on to them. So I agree with Nate, man. Um, Javante is a good player, but he's not going to win you a championship this year, maybe not even next year. So, I mean, if you're if your window is now, now's the time to trade Javante, honestly, because you're not going to see production maybe for two years. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. Obviously, as they say, situations are situational, mm-hmm. right? So somewhere in the middle seems to be where I'm at 
with everything right now. Like every time I get an injury, I really, I want to just panic and be like, I need to do something about this right away. But when you do something like that, look, a lot of the people you play with, they're sharks. They smell blood in the water. Can't overreact to things. You also don't want to underreact to and do nothing because injuries are going to keep piling up. That happens in this game. Bye weeks. They're going to be coming up really soon. You have to start to consider that too. Also, shout out to Sleeper for putting the bye weeks right next to the player's name. Makes it so helpful. I can just look at my roster and be like, week nine, we're going to have problems. So it's one of those things where if I'm competing, I'm going to be a little more compelled to move future assets, maybe some lower tiered players. If I'm rebuilding and get these guys off my roster, what can I get for the future? Stuff like that. So, but most of the time I'm somewhere in the middle. So, you know, let's, um, let's talk about what do you, how do you fill a void left by a stud who's lost for the whole season or significant amount? Look, Javante, Talk of the town right now. CMC healthy. Saquon healthy. Javante not healthy. What do we do here? I mean, first things first, look at your depth and assess. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? There's um Nate and I, we co-run a team fantasy gazette team. We're gonna win it. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, Javante on IR. I am not dropping him. You're staying, you're just hanging out on my IR. But we drafted well, Miles Sanders, right up into the starting lineup. So up in there. Um, also, Nate, I put in a claim for Nico Collins today. We might want to consider dropping Kadarius Tony. It's redraft. We so might want to. We That's can fair. do that. Uh, but we had that extra spot. But um, what are you doing when you would avoid is felt here? Yeah, I, I actually just lost Javante Williams in one of my leagues, my only share of him, and I traded him away. You know, I traded him for Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and James Robinson. Um, you know, I needed fantasy points in 2022. I think I'm a championship contending team, um, except Sean's team is way too good, and there's no way I'm ever actually going to beat him. He's he's way too far ahead of everyone. What are Sean? Uh, you yeah, I, it's incredible. I don't know how it happened. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to play for second place. So I, I just sell Javante Williams, and I, I sold him for James Robinson, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. One thing is he gives me points. And in a team where I think I'm contending, it also takes this point out of my opponent's lineups because this person who I sold Javante Williams to isn't a full rebuild. Those two guys were leaving his team at some point this year, no matter what. And they got to my team. So makes my team better. It doesn't let other teams get better with those two players who are having good years so far. And, you know, I know we've said it and it's kind of vague, but like, do you need points? If you need points and you have to fill that void, you got to make a move. And if it's a long-term injury, you know, you have to sometimes move that player if you don't have the depth elsewhere to move. You know, if you have a ton of wide receivers and you lose a running back, well, yeah, you can just get rid of one of your many wide receivers to, you know, find a running back to replace. But mm-hmm. if, if your depth isn't quite that large, you might have to move the player that just got injured. I will say we've been pretty lucky so far this season. Javante is kind of like really the big name. A lot of these other guys are pretty healthy. There's guys obviously here and there, but he's the biggest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to make a decision. Do I have the depth to go forward or do I need to move? I'm fine with moving someone if I feel that I can get at least similar value or if I'm quote unquote tearing down or Nate, like you said in the last episode, or I think you just said it now, Javante for CEH and James Robinson. I'm fine with that. Yeah. 
It gives you two pieces right ahead right there to keep pressing on. I mean, you only you play to win the game in Dynasty. Like, I get you kind of maybe want to rebuild. But, I mean, if you are competing, you got to do everything at all costs to almost get there. I mean, I'm not selling, saying trade the farm away, but if I'm a piece or two away and I lose a piece, I might try to go find a person that wants that guy if I, he's not going to be healthy for a year. And we know it's it's not easy to come back from some of these injuries, so – why not move them and try to try to win the win the ship, man? I mean, if you win one season, that makes up for five or six seasons, depending how big your league is or how much you pay. I don't know. I, I want to win now. There's sometimes where you realize my team sucks. I have to do a full rebuild. I mean, I had to do that in the league, the dynasty league that we started. I had to get rid of everybody. I think I had like Todd Gurley, Odell, like just dudes that I do. I'm not ready to use. I got to get rid of these dudes and – it's paid off. It's I'm lucky to get some of the trades, honestly, that I've gotten. But you have to realize if you're a contender, you you should probably already have some of these pieces ready to to take over for Javante. Like you yeah. probably not probably not counting on him 100. percent You probably have a couple more backs in your stable that you can stick in and be fine if you're a contender. But if you're rebuilding, I mean, there's a good chance you're stuck with somebody that's not as good. He might be on the scrub bed of the week at some point, maybe. But you might. have to, yeah, you might. You have to realize where your team is at, honestly, for me. If you're contending and you think this move makes you better and it gives you points right off the rip and it's going to benefit you in the next season as well, I think you have to do it to try to win. If you think you're that good, and if you're contending, that's what you have to do. I have one last thing to add here. I feel like as Dynasty players, we are too focused on the new up and coming and picks Mm -hmm. there has to be a point where you trade for players you do what needs to be done and there's going to come a point where with your team you're like it's time i'm gonna play this like a redraft league i'm gonna do what i have to do and i'm gonna win it Mm -hmm. and that's another reason why i still think redraft leagues are important for you to play in so Mm -hmm. you can keep up with current trends see what's going on see how to value these guys, and then obviously apply that to a dynasty setting. So don't get so enamored with future stuff. Hey, first-round draft picks are great, but we're going to week five. If you're going to win a championship too, you're getting a late-round pick for your first pick anyways, and we know that that doesn't always hit. So if you can trade your your first, if you're a contender, you think you're good, you're going to win it all possibly. I mean, there's. No, I, I would trade my first round pick to upgrade and give myself a better chance of winning the league this year. And Chef, if you're going to win a championship, you're not doing it next year. You have the chance to do it right now. Yep. So go for it. Go there for it. Go. There you go, guys. That's all I have on what to do with injuries. Use your depth. Use your knowledge. And you know, there's one other thing that you could do. Does anyone know what it is? Why? Wait, I'll tell so, you. Why? <laughs> uh, yes. You can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Now offering a 10% discount for yearly memberships. It's like getting a month free. Scared money don't make money. Ask Pork. Seek Geek more than just sporting events. Use the promo code Dynasty Rewind for $20 off your first purchase. Do it now. Viridianglobal.com. Use the promo code Rewinder for 20 I'm sorry, 10% off all Dynasty Round merch. That is Dynasty Round merch only, everybody. Not anything else. Sorry. Still, you'll love it. You'll look good and you will feel popping. So, until the next time, everybody, for Chef Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. 
Thanks for listening.